0: Hey guys, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to thank you for tuning in to our sermon today. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Awesome. Listen, we are so pumped about what God is doing at TC. And uh, before we get into what we want to put in front of you today, we are a church where we celebrate everything God does. All right. And so uh, I just want to make sure you guys got your clapping hands ready. Can we give it up for Jesus one time across this place? Very good. Okay. Just to put a few things in front of you, what God's been doing right here at Transformation Church over the last 10 months. We've seen over 480 first-time guests walk through the door. And so uh, absolutely amazing. But the number I love more than anything, we've had 184 people meet Jesus right here in this building. Let's give it up for Jesus. Now I want to pause for a second because I want to make sure you understand the gravity of that. I want you, we're going we're to cheer for that one more time, but that's 184 people that were going to hell and now they're going to heaven. And so yeah, so let's give it up for All right, very good. That's And we've celebrated 40 people getting baptized and proclaiming their faith. Let's give it up for them. Matter of fact, we got a little show just to show you on, uh, on all the people from getting baptized. Go ahead and roll that for us, guys. An amazing time. It's been awesome to celebrate all the people that have gotten baptized here at TC. And, and if you're one of those people, you got saved here or maybe you got saved somewhere else, but you haven't taken that step of baptism, we want to invite you to do that because there's no better way to tell the world you belong to Jesus than baptism. But one of the other things is, it's also what the Bible tells us we should do to make a proclamation of our faith. When we go in the water, that was the old us. And when we come out of the water, that's the new us. And so, man, if you haven't taken that step, we want to encourage you, take that step. we got baptisms coming up in just a few weeks. So you can go to mytc.life and you can sign up to do that with us. All right, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and get those out. Because I still believe God is getting ready to do something amazing in our church. Turn to your neighbor and say Amazing. I believe God is man, getting ready to do something amazing. As a matter of fact, I, I, I wanted to put this on the screen, but I believe God is preparing to breathe his spirit into dead areas all around us. I believe God is getting ready to just breathe his spirit into areas all around us that have appeared to be dead or or were dying. And I believe God wants to, listen to me, I believe God wants to breathe and bring back to life areas of our life that maybe even we've given up on. But listen, not just areas of our life, areas of our city, areas around us. Listen, if you got kids, I'm believing that the school your child goes to, God wants to breathe life back into that school. I believe God wants to breathe life into your workplace. Now, I hope you believe that this morning. And Dream Team, you better help me out this morning uh, because that's the reason we exist. Okay, so, but listen, I believe God's getting ready to do some amazing things. And I want to take you to the book of Ezekiel because I want to show you a few things this morning. Chapter 37, where we see... God brings the prophet Ezekiel into this valley full of bones. So he's having this vision, his experience. And this is where we go, Ezekiel 37, verse 1. And, and for those of you that don't know, the, Ezekiel was the man of the hour that God was using to communicate to his people. And so in the Old Testament, God would have prophets and he would use prophets to communicate to his people. And so, and, and in that time frame, God is speaking through the prophet Ezekiel and he lets him have this experience. And that's where we go to verse one. And he says, the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in a valley full of bones. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones Now, if you've ever been to a first Wednesday, we're gonna take just a few minutes and we're gonna pull Ezekiel 37 apart over the next 10 minutes to see what is God trying to say that we can apply, that we can show how it works for us. What is, God was saying something to them, but what is God saying to us? And I think this is so interesting that first of all, Ezekiel was led by the spirit into dry places. And I think for so many of us, we're so consumed, so concerned. Some of us have given up on dry, evil, wicked, places that seem to have no hope, places that we've given up on God being able, God can't move there because it's just too bad. Listen to me, God was led, or Ezekiel was led by God to a dry dead place for a reason. And for some of us, we need to realize that, is, that just like Ezekiel, God wants to lead us, listen to me, to dry dead spaces for a reason. And there's a reason you work at the job that you work at. There's a reason you have, like, the kids and their friends that you have. Some of you alls kids. Anyway, so like, there's, there's a reason why we are where we are. And listen to me. He was led by the Spirit. And so what if the Spirit of God is revealing dead things to you so you know to believe for him for things to come to life again? But I think this is so interesting because God is leading Ezekiel to look for life, but he brought him into a valley full of bones to look for life. And I think it's so interesting that God has a desire for each one of us to be looking for life, but isn't it interesting that he always brings us to dead places to look for life, not to lively places to look for life. God puts us in places that need life brought to it because, listen to me, you're a life bringer, not just a life searcher. That means if you've got Jesus on the inside of you, you bring something into your environment that everyone else can't bring into their environment. There's something inside of you that should be different than what's inside of everybody else. We bring with us what other people need. Why? Because we're going into places where we bring with us what we have. I can imagine if you ever went to, if you ever saw a burned down house before, could you imagine going into a burned down house looking for useful things? you wouldn 't go to a burned down house looking for useful things, right? No one goes into a burned down house and like, "Man, I think I want to settle in here with my new wife. mean you know, I think me this is the perfect house we 've been looking for for me and her to kick off our marriage. I like the charred look in the kitchen. Come on, right? Nothing works right everything 's burnt right it 's got that ashy smell to it it 's just what we 've been looking for. No one does that. Why? Because you don't want dead things in places you're trying to get new life. And so God sends Ezekiel into these dead pla- this dead place looking for something specific, right? But I think it's also interesting that no person would have gone to that place if God hadn't sent them also. And Ezekiel goes to this place, God's leading them to this place. And listen to me, maybe there's areas for you as a person, but I know there are areas for us as a church that appear to be too far gone in our city, in our community, in the schools that we serve in, with some of the people that we interact with. I know there are areas where it seems like, God, could you even do something in this dry, dead, ash-filled place? But I'm here to tell you, when God brings his spirit into places, he can breathe life into places we couldn't change on our own. And so he goes there, let's go to verse 3. I said something Sovereign Lord, you alone know. So, so God asked Ezekiel, Can these bones live? And he says, You alone, Lord, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones: I will make breath enter into you, and you will come to life. Has any of your parents ever given you a ridiculous task before? Any of y'all's parents ever been like, Hey, I want you to go do this? And you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Only seven of us. Come on, help me out. Anyhow, you know, your parents were like, "Hey, go wash the driveway. Wash the drive." Right? You know what I mean? I always used to think, growing up, I used to think making my bed was ridiculous. You want to know why? Because guess what? I'm gonna do in about 11 hours. Now that I'm an adult, I get it though. Because I walk in the bedroom, and if it's not made, I'm like, ugh. You know, but back then I was like, this is ludicrous. I might use it between now and then even. I don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? But all of us know what it's like to ex- like to experience a ridiculous request from somebody. And I can imagine, I'm thinking about Ezekiel for a second where he's, God's like, hey, speak to the dead bones and tell them to live. And Ezekiel's like, sir, they're dead. But I love Ezekiel's response, right? Ezekiel's task of preaching or speaking to dry bones seemed to be as useless as washing the driveway, as pointless as a number of tasks we can think of. Anybody ever had a boss give you a task? You knew he was just giving you a task because he needed you to use time up while you were on the clock? Okay. That's what we're dealing with here. I love what Charles Spurgeon says. He says, what is foolish in the sight of reason is wisdom in the judgment of faith. In other words, what seems illogical is actually incredible when it comes to faith. What seems illogical is actually incredible when it comes to faith. In other words, when God speaks something for you to do, God has you do something, even if it seems like this is so pointless. And listen to me. I know I'm speaking. I want you to grab a hold of where this applies to you in your life. Because for some of you, it's your marriage. For some of you, it's your relationship. For some of you, it's your job. For some of you, it's your children. It's your kids. It's your education. It's you, like, and everything that you've worked so hard for. For some of you, it's your hopes and your dreams. It's everything you've tried to put in front of you. And God's saying, listen, don't give up on it. Just because I brought you to a dead place doesn't mean I intend to leave you in a dead place. All right? So what does he do? He says, man, I want you to go. What seems illogical is actually incredible when it comes to faith. And we pick up in verse 5. What is, this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath, say breath, enter into you and you will come to life. And I want you to grab a hold of this reality. Listen to me. This is what I want you to get a hold of. Something incredible happens when God says, I will, and follows it up with you will. I want you to grab, when God says, I will do something and then you will do something, that means he intends to do his part, but he also is looking for you to do yours. He says, I will make breath enter into them. I I will speak to them, right? I will make breath enter into you and you will come to life. Let's go to verse 7 and 8. So I prophesied, Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise of a rattling sound. Say rattling. Rattling sound and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Could you imagine? First of all, I ain't that comfortable with bones all around me. Secondly, if they start rattling and moving around, I'm out. (laughs) Right? So there's a rattling, tendons, they start connecting. As they connecting, all of a sudden they've got tendons and muscle and skin, and then they stand. And could you imagine standing and you're surrounded by an army of dead bones that has now been covered in skin? And now you're surrounded by an army of dead people. What in the World War Z is going on in Ezekiel 37? Right? He's looking around and all of a sudden there's this vast army, but listen, what does it say? It says there was no breath in them. Say no breath. There was no breath in them. There were bodies, but no life. And listen to me, I believe churches all across America right now look exactly like Ezekiel 37. They got plenty of bodies, but no life. They got, they got plenty of people standing, but there's no, and, and let me just help you out. The word breath that we're dealing with here is the same word that comes from the word spirit. In other words, they didn't have breath, which means they didn't have the spirit of God. And where the bodies in Ezekiel 37 didn't have breath in their lungs, it's a representation of how the bodies in the New Testament where we are right now don't have the spirit of God in them. And how interesting is it that there are churches everywhere? And I'm not here to bash other churches other than to say, I believe we've all walked into places where it was full of bodies, but it had no life. It was full of people, but it didn't have the spirit of God in it. It was, full of, it was full of something, but I don't know if we could say that thing was godly. Maybe it was full of religiosity. Maybe it was full of judgment. Maybe it was full of people who had good intentions, but for some reason they couldn't get this thing moving. They weren't seeing God do in people what they wanted to see God do. Perhaps they had the bodies, but they had no life. And That's why I still think it's so interesting that we've got to build something more purposeful, listen to me, than beauty. We've got to build something more purposeful than beauty. I believe in this generation with Instagram and everything else, we love the highlight reel more than we love the actuality. So we love looking like we're successful than we like actually being successful because success takes work. So I'd rather take a picture with a jet that I don't own than own the jet because I don't want to work hard to get to that point. I'd rather just other people think I look this way rather than actually be this way. right? We, come, we now exist in this framework where I don't actually want to have the power of God. I'd like to just look like I have the power of God. The problem is what happens when the enemy shows up and you got nothing to fight him with? And I believe that's where so many people are. And so there was this rattling, the bones come together, right? Listen, I believe there are so many people that are still breathless beings, but without vision and mobilization. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, most of you know this, where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. And I love how the message translation lays this passage out. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Does that not sound like an army full of zombies or what? Where there is no vision, where people can't see what God's trying to do, listen, they stumble all over themselves trying to make things happen on their own. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And listen to me, God has a desire. Listen, I want you to grab a hold of this. God has a desire to move you beyond just the comfortability of church experience and move you to the place where God is breathing life into the bones of your life. Where God is breathing life into the dead areas of your life. And that's where we go to Ezekiel 37, 9, 10. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. come. Breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. Breathe into these bones that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath, the spirit of God entered into them. And they came to life and stood on their feet. And I saw a vast army. Turn to your neighbor and say "Army." army. And so I want to give you real quick just a little four action step thing that we see Ezekiel did. Ezekiel go through as he pursued this. Can I give them to you real quickly? Because, hear me, if you're going to want to see God move in your life, these are the four ways we can, one, it starts with faith. But these are the four ways we can start the process of seeing God. Listen, the first one, go. Turn to your neighbor and say go. Now, not right now. I need to finish. Okay, so just stay, but then go. Okay, so, no, no, no. Listen, when I, when I say go, I mean when God tells you to go somewhere or do something, listen to me, go. Because you know what number two is? Listen, and so many people aren't going because they're trying to listen first. I need to hear all the details. I need to get it. God, I need a play-by-play. I need you to lay this plan out. I need a roadmap to get there. I need a starting point, a destination. I need to know where all the McDonald's on the way are, right? I need to know everything. I need, I need a layout plan of this whole situation before. Listen, God said, no, no, no. It's go first, listen second, And so, for many of us, listen, what God wants to do with your life is gonna start with a yes before it gives you a plan, right? What happened to Ezekiel? He said, I was placed in a valley and then I heard from the Lord. Listen to me, for some of you, you gotta get placed before you hear, you've gotta go before you listen, you gotta get moving before you find out the details. And sometimes, listen to me, you don't even find out the details till you're done, which is so frustrating. My God, I need a, I need any, come on, any roadmap people in here. I need a roadmap. I need to know all the details before I say yes. Come on, detail oriented people. Some of you are like, nope, I just want to go. I don't even care where we're going. Someone's like, we're going somewhere. I'm in the car. I already got my Frito, everything. All right, so, but you got to go. Listen, then you got, then you got to listen. Number three, you got to obey. Listen, we don't like this list very much, but it's, it's, it's what we see in Ezekiel 37. Go, listen, obey. God says, speak to these bones, and breath will enter into them. Now, if any of y'all are like me, and I know some of you are because I see your Instagram posts, um, and God was like, hey, listen, I know I've put you somewhere that makes no sense. Now, I'm telling you a few things that make no sense. Now, I want you to do a few things that make no sense. By number three, I'm like, listen, God, you picked the wrong one, my guy. Anyone? Okay. You picked the wrong one. That ain't me, right? Because I I need, he said, no, no, no. But the problem is, isn't isn't it interesting that, listen to me, obedience always comes before the experience. Go is a hard one. Go without the details is even harder. Go, then listen, listen to me. And many of us think we deserve the experience because we went and listened. But listen to me, obedience is what gets you the experience, not just going. How many parents are in the room? How many of of you, maybe you're not a parent, but you have a niece or a nephew, you've been around kids before, and you told them to go do something? How many of y'all have ever told your kid or told a kid to go do something, and they were like willingly, passionately, with a desire, like, yes, let me go do that for you? That's what I thought right? Hardly ever, okay? But let's pretend that it did exist for a second, right? And you're like, what would you do if you were like, hey, I need you to clean their room. And they're like, with all my heart's desire, I'm going to go clean this room for you because you're so amazing. And I want you to know, because you're the best parent, I'm going to clean it like it's never been cleaned. And you're like, you are three years old. Where did you learn this vernacular, right? So you're like, I want you to clean this room. And they're like, ah, you know I me, mean? I'm going to clean it. I'm, I'm going to do better than any, this is going to be, this is going to be the cleanest room you've ever seen. And they actually went and did it. Because then there's that part, right? They actually went and cleaned it. Wouldn't you be like, oh, listen, we're going to get ice cream, then donuts. We're going to go get anything sugar-filled. We're going to drop you off at grandma or grandpa's house. Like, we're going to do Because like, <laughs> I'm not watching you with all that sugar. Right? So like, we're, you're going to, it's going to be a great day for you. Why? Because your willingness to go listen and be obedient naturally unlocks something from your parents. And listen to me, for some of us, we're looking for God to unlock supernatural things in our life, but we're not going. And even if we go, we're not listening. And even if we go and listen, we're not being obedient. We're saying, God, pour out your blessing on me. And God's saying, listen, there's a formula to this. Go where God's calling you to. Listen to what God is saying. Be obedient to what he's asking you to do. And lastly, experience the fullness of what God has for you. That's what God is looking for from our life. But there's a beautiful thing that happens. Listen to me. Because God can bring dead areas back to life. And he desires to bring dead areas back to life. We used this song at our Reframe Conference, and I thought it was so appropriate for what we're going to do today. So we're going to sing a song for you uh, called Rattle. Go ahead, guys.
1: My God is able to save and to
0: amazing things happen when God gets involved. Amen. And there's something special that happens when God sets things into motion. And I love to see how God moves in supernatural ways. And that's what we're going to get ready to do is step into a moment where we expect to see God. You can have a seat for just a minute. We're going to cover a few more things. Vince, can you give me something back? Just, yeah, do, do, there you go. Thanks, Sean. Do something. Yes. Because I want to talk to you about some of the areas we're getting ready to speak life into right now. As we get ready to see God do amazing things and and we're going to declare that God's going to speak life into these places. First thing I want to show you is what we're getting ready to do, what we're doing in our city. In our city right now, We'll go ahead and put up our local missions graphic, guys. This is what we're getting ready to. These are the areas we're believing God's getting ready to breathe life into right now. We're giving to Reimagine, which is the partner that we distributed. This past year, we distributed over 150,000 pounds of food with Reimagine into our community. We partnered with Progay Classical School to start uh, giving you, giving people in our community opportunity for Christian education, the Miracle League, the secret place for women who are coming out of human trafficking, community backpack and food distributions, Safe Harbor uh, Pregnancy Clinic, where we've donated to them to help where women who were gonna get an abortion decided to keep their child. We're helping fund that process, right? Um, Escambia High School, Washington High School, Pine Forest High School, Pensacola High School, High School, Bellevue Middle School, and Bellevue Elementary. We're all partners for every one of those. We're getting ready to see God speak life into every one of those environments. Can we give it up for Jesus one time? Yeah, absolutely. So as we begin our partnership, listen, and what what we're doing right now is I'm I'm laying out the legacy lanes for you right now. Legacy lanes is, is what we call the areas that we give money to every year to help build those places up, right? And so these are our legacy lanes. So the first one is local missions. The second one is national missions, right? And that's the, we have those, it's ARC, which is the Association of Related Churches. That's the network we plant churches through all across the nation over the last 10 years. They've planted, we've planted, they've planted, we've partnered with to plant over 700 churches in America, life-giving churches right here in America. It's amazing. We also support Convoy of Hope, which is anytime there's a natural disaster, Convoy of Hope is the first on the scenes with food and distribution we give to them. Nisi, which again is a national human trafficking organization or anti-human trafficking organization that we support uh, going into next year. And Pastor to Pastor, which I'm proud to announce. He's not here because he's been sick as a dog lately, but Pastor Dan our founding pastor, we've launched it a few years back in January, he's going full time uh, with Pastor to Pastor where he ministers to hurting and broken pastors to keep them in their pulpit and away from moral, moral failure, out of the tabloids so we can keep pastors healthy, pastoring healthy churches. And so we're excited to announce that, it's gonna be amazing, so we're giving to that. Then there's international missions, the international missions arm of our church, we give to Israel. We give to the Jacks family in Laos. We give to Hope Over Asia in Bangkok. We give to Reimagine Peru where we build houses in Peru. Uh, We give to Wings of Calvary, which is an organization in Pakistan. So we're literally helping bring the gospel to Pakistan and through Wings of Calvary, we're actually in 140 nations live streamed through Wings of Calvary uh, that's going out into 140 nations. Listen, and almost every single one of them exists in the part of the world that has the gospel the least. And so we're there as well. Waters for Nations, we're, we're committed to supporting Waters for Nations that digs wells uh, all over the world where people don't have fresh water. And then last but not least, we've added for next year, we're, we're building uh, hope zones in the Dominican Republic where kids don't have safe places to, to play. We're building playgrounds, but at those playgrounds, we also provide food and we also provide the gospel every single week with our team that lives on the ground in the Dominican Republic. And so it's amazing. And then we have our Imagine Campaign, our, our, uh, what we do here at TC, TC Projects. Um, but what, I wanna, what we're gonna get ready to do is we're getting ready to take up our legacy offering. Now, if you're new, bear with us for just a moment. We only take two special offerings a year. That's our legacy offering and our first fruits offering. All right? Those are the only two special offerings we take up each year because we don't believe in begging for money. We as a church, we operate with a budget and we do fine. You guys are generous. You make everything possible. But each year, our First Fruits offering, which is coming up next year, right? And today is our Legacy offering. Now, here's what's special about the Legacy offering, okay? The Legacy offering, we give 100% of it away. We keep nothing for ourselves. It all—it goes through all of the, all the legacy lanes. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a second and I want you to pray about what God would have you to give. I'm not gonna ask you for a number, that's not my job. My job is to connect you to God and let him speak to your life. What is it that God's speaking to you to say yes to? But as you're answering that question, I wanna give you just a little bit of a context of what could happen if we all said yes to a number of things. Because here's a question I want you to ask. What could happen if we went all in? What happened if the people of God said yes to the mission of God to the degree that it prompted us not just to believe it in our hearts and our heads, but actually support it? And we showed these numbers a few weeks ago, but I want to show them to you again because you may not have $6,000 to build six houses in Peru because when we go to Peru, we build homes. You may not have $6,000, but if 50 people said yes to $10 a month or just gave, Uh, you know, $120 today, right? We could build six homes for homeless families in Peru when we go this July, right? What about a hope zone in the Dominican Republic? You may not have $20,000 to build a hope zone in the Dominican Republic. You may not just be sitting on 20 Gs right now, right? But if 85 people said yes to $40 a month, or maybe if there was just 85 people here today that wrote a check for 500 bucks, just like that. Listen, we could build two hope zones in the Dominican Republic next year. And let me just help unpack what happens because it's not just about the instant blessing, it's about what rolls out from that, how God uses things to change people's lives, right? Because it's the return on investment that matters the most because in the first year, you see we have 50 kids that we support. We feed them, we give them the gospel, we give them a playground, right? Over one year, we're gonna distribute 32,000 meals to kids in the Dominican Republic in the first year. The second year, we're gonna distribute 64,000 meals to the kids in the Dominican Republic in this hope zone. We're gonna take teams twice, right? And so we're gonna build a playground. We're gonna support them for three years. We're gonna support these kids in Dominican Republic. We're gonna fund and put everything we have into supporting them, right? But it's, it's not about doing one thing. It's about what could happen. Because here's the question that I have. If we spent $20,000 to build a playground in Dominican Republic, what happened if five of those kids fell so in love with the gospel that they said yes to the call of God on their life? And they didn't just let it save them, but it let them call them to something bigger. And what if those five people reached 10,000 people in their lifetime for the gospel? That means what you did today changed 50,000 people's lives because we said yes today. We have the opportunity to change lives with what God has given us. And so that's what I, I wanna invite you today to say yes to the legacy offering so, what is God putting on your heart to give today? I just want to invite you to give. This is above our tithes and offerings. At the end of the uh, at the end of today, you can take your tithes and offerings and do exactly what you always do with it. This is something above that because we're going to give hundred percent of this away today. So, I want to pray right now. The team, the ushers are going to come forward, and they're getting ready to take up our offering for us. This is the only offering we actually pass buckets for. Everything else is just done out front. All right, if you only if you brought just one source today and you want to split it up, you can say that on the envelope. That's fine. So Father, we thank you right now for everything that's coming in, God, as we get ready to give out. Lord, you didn't call us to radical generosity so that we could keep things for ourselves. You called us to radical generosity because we can't take our gifts to the grave. And so we say yes to giving, whatever you've put on the hearts of each individual person. Even for those that are watching online, they're saying yes, they're gonna give online today. What I pray that as we say yes, you take it and you do amazing things with what we're saying yes with in Jesus' name amen and amen they're gonna go ahead and pass the buckets guys go ahead and send them down the rows and we'll as we are sending those we want to give you some updates about what's happening in imagine right now and so our imagine campaign has been going for about 10 months i'm sorry about nine months and god's already doing amazing things through it we've seen over a hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars coming through the Imagine Campaign. I know you're passing buckets. Can we put our hands together for that? And so that's awesome. And so as we get ready for what God is doing, even through our Imagine Campaign. Now, for some of you, you're so new to TC, you're like, I don't even know what this is about. Well, let me help you out for just a second, right? Our goal through the Imagine Campaign is to raise about right at a million dollars because. This building that we're in and the building next to us, our gym, that gym is 10,000 square feet. We're gonna renovate all 10,000 square feet and add about 5,000 square feet of space between us. We're gonna connect these buildings. 8,000 square feet, 8 to 10,000 square feet of what we're adding is gonna be 100% for kids in the next generation. And so we're gonna be investing everything we have into our kids. And as we do that, it's gonna be amazing because we're not just investing into our kids and our teenagers, But here on campus, we're also gonna open a seven day a week coffee shop that's just open to the public, right? And so in addition to that, myself, Pastor Justin has been the leading arm on this. We're also launching a preschool as soon as the renovation is done, right here on campus for the next generation to be able to come right here to TC. And so we're super excited about all of those things. And thank you, Pastor Justin. He's the one that's been able to help make all of these things happen for us. And so we're grateful for him. And so uh, our, our Imagine campaign is incredible because we're gonna see, but here's the thing, we don't wanna to acquire tons of debt to make that happen because we believe debt puts handcuffs on us and we wanna we want see God do it as debt-free as possible. So our trustees and our staff has been meeting and keeping the meeting. So I just wanna give you just a glimmer of what could happen if all of us said yes. Listen, we don't need a ton of people to say yes to a lot. We need all of us to say yes to some to make even the Imagine campaign possible, right? And we're not taking up an offering right now for the Imagine campaign. This is something we want you to pray about saying yes to long-term over the next two years. But just to show you, what if 350 people in our church, just 350 people in our church said yes to $100 a month over the next three years, right? I'm not asking you to do this. I'm just strictly painting a picture for you. 350 people said yes to $100 a month over the next 36 months, That's comes out to 1.2 two six million dollars right now if we all said yes to this here's what we could do if we all said yes to this you ready we could build two hope zones in the dominican republic for kids right we could dig two wells to give fresh water to the families in haiti right we could also build 30 houses in peru for homeless families overseas right in addition to that we could also partner to distribute a quarter million pounds of food right here in our community, right? In addition to that, right, we could financially support 30 babies that the mom was thinking about abortion and now is gonna keep them. We could do that in our community right here, 30 babies, right? But more than that, we could partner partner with some of the people in our community to offer over 2,000 hours of mental health services to our community at no cost to them if we all said yes to this, right? And then in addition to that, last but not least, still pay a million dollars for the expansion and pay almost all of that cash. We could do all of that. And so sometimes, sometimes we get overwhelmed by the daunting idea of what's in front of us saying, man, $1.2 million, that's a lot. Listen, it's only a lot if one person has to do it, but the beautiful part of the body of God is when we all say yes, God does amazing things through our yes. And so my invitation to you is you pray and let God speak to you. I'm not begging you for anything and I'm certainly not gonna shame you if you're not in the position. Maybe some of you can afford 200 a month, but someone can only afford 50. We'll balance the whole thing out. This is a family where we do this together. But what if we all said yes to going all in with what God called us to? Imagine what God could do if we went all in. If you want information on the Imagine campaign, it's on the wall, right out in the lobby. And so before we leave today, we also wanna make a special announcement of two things that's happening, kicking off in 2023, right here at TC. All right, right here on January 22nd, 2023, Transformation Church is officially going into three services right here on Sunday morning, so it's gonna be awesome. Oh man, we are excited, it's gonna be amazing, all right. But not only that, I have another announcement to make. We've been partnering with one of the local coffee shops here in Pensacola, who is about to open its second location. And we are launching coffee shop campuses right here in our city. (laughs) So uh, we're gonna be live streaming our services into coffee shops around Pensacola because we wanna get the gospel everywhere we can get it and we wanna do it in ways people aren't doing it. So listen, people may not walk through our doors, we're walking through theirs, all right? So we're just gonna gonna get everywhere we can get with this. And so there's amazing opportunities right in front of us. And so here's here's what I need you to do though, because there's opportunities for impact right now. So there's some teams, they're gonna throw them up on the screen. There are some teams where maybe God's calling you to say yes to going through next steps is how you get to this so maybe like oh man i would love to serve in tc kids where i can make an impact listen go through next steps we'll get you on the team it's easy man now you got to pass a background check for kids all right so just just so y'all know okay but Campus support, which is ushers, our online team, because we're going satellite into coffee shops, our online team is gonna be increasing what we do. Production team, lights, cameras, whatever, parking team. Listen, if there's somewhere you can say yes, say yes. Listen to me, if you said yes before, but you're currently sitting still right now, now's the time to re-engage, because 2023, God's getting ready to do some stuff. So we invite you to come be a part of the process, all right? So here's what we need you to do. In the seats in front of you, I need everyone to fill one out today. In the seats in front of you, there's the regular Connect cards, but then there's the Vision Connect cards, right? It's got this blue background on the top of it. I want everyone to grab one. Everyone grab one because I want everyone to fill one out. There's different components of what we just talked about today. There's the Imagine Campaign. There's opportunities for impact, right? I want you to fill those things out. None of those things have anything to do with you giving financially or anything like that. We're not asking for anything from you. We're just strictly asking for information. The thing that I need the most from you though, if you'll help me out, because we've been in a long time, not debate, but conversation over this. When we go to three services, we got to nail down our time. Now, if you look on there, there are six time slots. We're not having six services. We just got to make sure we pick the three that are going to be the most attended, all right? So if you'll do me a favor, pick the service time that you're going to attend to sit in. Just make sure you mark that. And any of those other boxes that apply to you, mark that as well, all right? So fill out the regular information, name, date, whatever, if you'll check any of those boxes that apply to you, particularly those service time boxes, they got a QR code on the screen. Any of you that are online, you can fill that out by clicking on the QR code. If some of you are here, maybe you don't have a, a one next to you and you, you can do it electronically, go for it. You can scan the QR code and do it then, all right? And as you get done with that, here's what we're gonna do. Our ushers are gonna have a, a couple of ushers will be in the back. If you guys can grab some white buckets and just stand at all the exits and make sure we can drop those, connect card, those vision cards in. Cause we wanna make sure we get you everything that you need. All right, guys, here, I want you to look at me for just a second. You can finish filling those out as soon as we end. All right, but here's what I want you to, here's what I want you to grab a hold of. Ezekiel 37, three, we just talked about it earlier. It says this, he asked me, son of, son of man, when he went to the valley full of bones, he said, can they live? And listen to me, in some of the translations, it says that he actually said, can they live again? Because they were once alive and now they're dead. And in Mark eight, there's a story of a man that was blind I've used this analogy before, but he was blind, and Jesus, some of you know the story, he spits in his eyes, wipes it, and the guy says, I see menace trees, and Jesus says, no, nah, brother, they're not that tall, and he does it again, all right? The question is this, if he knew what tree, how does he know what trees looked like if he was blind? And the reality is, he was blind, he wasn't born blind, he became blind. He could see at one point in time, but he lost his sight somewhere along the way. And listen to me, for some of you, you weren't born hopeless. You weren't born without a dream. You weren't born to be someone that sits still. You weren't born to be someone that doesn't pursue your passions. You weren't born to be someone that doesn't do something great, but somewhere along the way, you lost that fire in you. Somewhere along the way, you lost that thing in you that tells you to be more than what you are. Somewhere along the way, you lost what God said you could be and you just settled for whatever it is that life is gonna throw at you. And in Mark 8, 24, verse 25, I'm sorry, 24, 25, in the last part of the verse, once more, Jesus put his hands on the eyes and he said his eyes were open and his sight was restored and he could see everything clearly. And listen to me, this is the area, this is the question I have for you. What are the dead areas of your life that you need God to breathe life back into? What are the dead areas of your life you need the spirit of God to breathe life back into? And listen, as much as God is getting ready to do at TC, I'm believing he's gonna do it for you too. I'm believing he's gonna breathe life into areas that you've long since given up on. And we're gonna see God, listen, when God does something in the house, he always wants to do it in our homes. And if he's gonna do it for the church, listen to me, he's gonna do it for the people in the church. Let's see God do amazing things in your life. Let's stand to our feet all across this place. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you, God, for every person that's here, every person, God, that you're breathing life into them. Lord, as we get ready to say yes to whatever it is we're gonna say yes to. We can fill out our connect cards. Some people are gonna come back for next steps at 12 o'clock even, say, you know what? I need. I wanna get connected. I wanna plug in. I wanna get ready for three, sir. I wanna do my part. I wanna say yes to whatever I can to, to experience the fulfillment God has for me. God, I pray that you open our hearts to say yes. We thank you today and we love you that there's a big vision in this house to reach more people for Jesus unlock it in Jesus' name. If you're here today, you need Jesus in your life very quickly because we've run out of time. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. This prayer doesn't make you saved, but your faith in Jesus is what can make you saved. And the whole whole church will pray with you. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. I believe you died for me. I believe you paid for those sins. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. Give me a fresh start, and I'll follow you forever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. TC, let's give it for all those that prayed that perhaps for the first time, we celebrate with you. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. If you wanna connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. For more information about our church or to contact us, feel free to go to mytc.life. Life is also where you can partner with us financially and we would love it if you would consider doing just that as your financial support is a key factor in helping our content channels grow. So I want to invite you to join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. I pray you have a blessed day.